world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning there on uh, Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Tomorrow's my anniversary, 47 years with that beautiful hunk sitting upstairs. And I just uh, just always tell my wife how much, how much I, I love her. Now, she never says she loves me. She just says me too or something, something like that. But I think she loves me. I don't know how she could, but I think she does. So we got 43 years tomorrow. I'm not saying that so everybody send me presents, just kind of thinking back over my life of where did where did that 43 years go? Actually, 44 dated her a year before we got married. 44 years. 44 years. Some of you out there longer than that, so you know exactly what exactly what I'm talking about. And uh uh 70, hitting the big 7-0 on Saturday. Again, don't send me presents. That's a, that's not what I'm telling you. Well, but that's like I remember when I turned 64, I was doing this show. And they came on here and sang, when I get older, losing my hair, many years from now, will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greeting, bottle of wine. If I stay up till quarter to three, will you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64 and now I'm 70. (laughs) What the heck? You know, the Bible says that life is but a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. And the reality of it is, man, we, we have such a short time to really make a, make a difference, make an influence. You want your life to count? I really want my life to count. I really want it to count. And I was having, uh, uh, I was getting a little download here. I was feeling a little melancholy the other day. You know, I was, I was, I was going back and I was, I was going through some of my old files and pulling up, uh, some, Newspaper articles and clips from uh, back when I was coaching. And just for a second, I'm thinking, man, man. I wonder if, if things had been different. Would I still be coaching at 70? That thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, the human drama of athletic competition. I, I thrived off that adrenaline for year, my whole life. I thrived off the adrenaline of Win, lose, make the big play, don't make the big play, fumble, don't fumble, pick. I, I, that's, I lived there. I lived there. I lived my whole life, really, at my whole adult life, trusting teenagers to do what they were supposed to do. Think about that one for a second, right? And uh, again, always, always on the edge. It's, I, you know, when I when I quit teaching and coaching back a long time ago, people ask me if I if I missed it. I, I've shared this with you before. I said, uh, I thought about it a while. I said, I missed the scoreboard. I missed the scoreboard. I said, what do you mean you missed the scoreboard? Yeah, because I, man, at any given time when I was down on that football field, I knew whether I was, I knew what the score was. I knew if I was behind. I knew if I was ahead. 
I knew if we had to run out the clock. I knew if I needed to call timeouts. I needed to do everything I could do sometimes to speed the clock up and sometimes everything I do to slow the clock down. And when that when that clock hit zero, boom, there was that was judgment day. You either won or you lost. You make all the excuses you want to. The reality of it is the scoreboard doesn't lie. As we used to tell our guys, the eye in the sky does not lie. It is what it is. At the end of the day, when you lay your head down on that pillow, uh, there's no guarantee you're going to wake up the next morning. And you, when you tuck your, when you lay, now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep it by tonight before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. The reality is when you say that prayer at night, that day is done. You'll never get it back. You'll never, ever. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. you never get it back. You know, the Bible tells us life's but a vapor. It's here, boom, it's gone. It's gone. And how do you measure? How do you measure your life? And how do you measure the success of your life? And how do you know if your life made a difference? And does it really matter if your life even makes a difference? And, and why do we believe in the things we believe? And who told me that? And why do I believe them? And uh, you know, I've been I've been doing a lot of <clears throat> myself personal soul searching as as what what's really the truth and what really do I believe and why do I believe it and why do I why do I repeat just platitudes? Things I've heard, pull that word up there, Spencer. Holy Spirit just attached me with that one. Platitudes. So much of Christianity's platitudes. <clears throat> no, P-L-A-T. Plat. Platitude. I-T-U-D-E. T-U-D-E. Platitude. Ain't even there. Platitudes. Golly, look, look up in one of the, man, did I just create a word? A platitude. Platitude. Look up in a. Look up in a regular ugly lion dictionary. See what it says. What's a platitude? Tell me gone now. Because so many of us do live our lives in platitudes. And what do you mean by platitudes? Else, oh, if we ever find it here, it's just hackneyed sayings and uh, things that you repeat. That a platitude, a flat, dull, or trite remark. God bless you. That's platitude, right? Lord be with you, brother. I'll pray for you, brother. We. A flat, dull, or trite remark, especially one uttered as if it were fresh or profound. The quality or state of being flat, dull, or trite. And the truth is, friends, most of Christianity is full of platitudes. Huh? Okay, time out here. Time out of it. All right, here we go. It's going to be fun. Somebody give me a platitude. Somebody give me a Christian platitude that you hear all the time, that when the people say it, you know they're just saying it to move on. They don't want to go deep. They just want to say this and then move on. I'll pray for you, brother. There's a platitude. Somebody give me another one. God loves everybody. God loves everybody. Go on. It was God's will. There's a purpose for your life. Yeah, go on. Praise God. I got to get out of here. (laughs) I'll pray for you, brother. Uh, Lord has a wonderful plan for your life. Come on, come on. You guys know some of them, right? God meets you right where you are. uh, God's got you right where you are. God has a wonderful plan for your life, right? Right? These These meaningless platitudes. And if God has a wonderful plan for your life, wouldn't you like to figure it out? Hey Lord, how about, how about help me out here? Right, I know you got one for me. Is my is the marvelous plan for my life just to sit on my couch? Is that is that really it? Huh? That's really it. And so much of Christianity has become platitudinal. I just made that word up. Platitudinal. 
meaningless phrases. And friends, I hate to tell you, oh, boys, oh, Holy Spirit's all over me. Uh, Platitudes have become many of your doctrines. That's your doctrine, friends. Those are your fallback, dare I say it, those are your fallback excuses for why things aren't going well. Platitudes, man. Joe's shaking his head. No, he doesn't agree with that. What are you, what are you saying, Joe? It's it's more uh, defenses to, for protection. No. Uh, uh. Okay. So that so they don't get hit by the boogeyman or whatever. Yeah. Excuse excuse making, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse making, right? If God's got a one, if God's got a wonderful plan for my life, what the hell's going on here today, Lord? Do you, do you ever feel that way, right? And again, it's just it's just a lot of times excuse making for the mess you find yourself in, or as somebody would say, you know, somebody's got a financial problem. You say, well, I'll pray for you, brother. You pray for him, you don't send any money. You're gonna pray for him. Oh, I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna pray somebody else sends the money. I get it. Okay, <laughs> right. Platitudes, platitudes. But really, in all reality, oh man, this is all over me. I'll, I'll shut up here in a minute. Our Christianity is so shallow. It's so shallow. The, the average, you know what's remarkable? Woo, I'm telling you. Woo. You know what is so remarkable about this show? And I'm not talking about me, okay? So please don't. I want you to know something. That I, when the show is over sometimes, I am so amazed at what the Holy Spirit had just said through us. I, 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 I'm blown away. When I walk up those steps, sometimes I go, wow. Wow. Because why? The Holy Spirit revelation. You know what's really good? Some of you guys are getting to the, most of you guys, by the way, are getting to the point where you don't get mad anymore. When, you, when oh, I get, I get people complaining, oh, he's, He's teaching false doctrine. Dudes, I ain't teaching no doctrine. I'm just reading what the Bible says. I'm throwing it on the table, and we cut it up, and we eat it here. But I would tell you this. If you're watching this show, there's 107 in the queue right now. Who knows how many are watching? You're coming back to this show because you're growing spiritually in this show. Why are you growing spiritually? Because we're asking the questions that everybody else wonders and nobody will ask. Somebody say amen. No, no, nobody will bring those Amen. up. Boom. They, they, they won't even bring them up. They won't even Amen. bring them up because why? They cause controversy. Well, I, by the way, I think Christianity is controversial. I don't know about you. I think it's a good thing, right? I, I, there's, there's something. That, <clears throat> the Christian church has taught us this. My brother, I will just have to agree to disagree. Not if we're after the truth, we won't. <laughs> no, no, we're not done. Now, there are certain things the Bible tells us that foolish and unlearned questions avoid, for they do engender strikes. Where is that? Somebody dig that up for me real quick. That's in, is that in Timothy? Uh, foolish and unlearned questions do avoid, for they do. No, no, it's in uh, uh, somebody out there smarter than me, right? And so we have to be careful on arguing, <clears throat> majoring second, on the majoring on the Timothy. minors. Second What's Timothy, that? Two, second Timothy. Timothy 2, 2, 23. 2 Timothy 2, 20, um, 23. Okay, so so let's expand this a little bit. Thank you, Myra. Let's expand it to, let's start at 220. 2 Timothy, yeah, just, there you go. But in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. And if a man therefore purge himself from these things, from what? 
the vessels of honor, he shall be a vessel under honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. In other words, if you're hanging on to gold and silver and all that stuff, you ain't going to be you're no good, Lord. Flee also useful, youthful lusts. Huh? Flee those things that when you were younger, you worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to try to fulfill that lustful desire in your heart. Stop that. Flee useful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. Arguing about the rapture and arguing about whether you submerge or whether you sprinkle. And, uh, those are questions we don't Not anybody watching this show knows. Number one, is there really a rapture? And number two, is it near? No, I, I, you can argue all you want to. Nobody knows. And yet, how much time do we spend on these foolish and unlearned questions? It doesn't matter. I woke up this morning. I hope I wake up tomorrow. And it doesn't matter if if the <laughs> nobody's promised tomorrow. Yet you know, we sit around and ponder on these. What, where did I start? Platitudes, right? Verse twenty four. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, argue, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patience. Watch this in meekness. I'm meekness. I'm not meek. I am meek, but you guys don't know I'm meek. Meek means controlled. Power under control. Sometimes I don't say what I want to say because I'm meek. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Underline that, baby. (laughs) You better underline that, baby. Servant of the Lord must not argue and fight and strive, knowing that they do and didn't, and the but, but be gentle unto all men after teach patience. Scroll on up in meekness, instructing those who impose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Well, just agree to disagree, brother. No, not here we aren't. No, not, not on the major issues. On the minor things, I don't know. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. You see it? All right, that download's leaving me now. You see it? We're our own worst enemy. And I, and I wonder how many of you watching the show right now have, have pondered over the last couple of days, where you go when you die? <laughs> where do you go when you die? Have I been doing any research on that, trying to figure that one out? Huh? So these are the. this is why Christianity is floundering, because we, we, we live in platitudes. We just live in platitudes of it. And uh, going deep. Mm. I love to go deep. Myra, get ready. Silver, go ahead, and then, then Paul. Well, Coach, amongst all of this stuff that we're looking at, and, you know, you, you say, you know, we don't have tomorrow, but we should be at least looking at tomorrow. If God takes us out in a car accident, you know, it doesn't matter anyway. But if he doesn't, it does matter. Okay, that, that's what I'm saying. And I wanted to compliment you, sir, on this beautiful pic of your graduation class or whatever that was on Facebook. Okay? 
That's a head of hair, let me tell you. What a head of hair. I mean, going, wow. <laughs> you you talking about my picture? Oh, yeah. I, just, I got four machines running over here. I couldn't hardly. You're talking about my picture? Let me yeah. see if I. <laughs> somebody posted that on my. Go to my. Is that on my. Yeah. yeah oh, so pull that up and then. Zoom in on that sucker. Right uh, there. Look at that middle. sucker. I'm right there above five. <laughs> right there above number five. Right in the middle, Spencer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's me, 1975. I was a. Hair helmet. And I put this out yesterday because this is our. For, this was our fraternity picture. They always hung in the fraternity, right? Well, my little brother, I went to Otterby and I graduated in 1975. My little brother, who was six years younger than me, snuck into the frat house and stole this picture off of the wall of the frat house in the early 1980s. So this picture of my fraternity, senior year, has been hanging in my garage forever. So I posted it online yesterday and confessed to my fraternity brothers, hey, if you're looking for that picture, it's in my house, right? And then, and then it went from there as people looked at the golly, the styles and the hair. I, I had a head of hair there, didn't I? I looked like a mossy mafiosa. <laughs> I got to tell you this: I was profoundly lost. Uh, you're looking there, scrolling up in the man. You are looking at one lost dude <laughs> right there, huh? Oh, that guy's so lost. That guy's so lost. But thank God I'm found. Thank God I'm found, huh? huh? That's the testimony. I once was lost, now I'm found. Huh? Yeah, I, I, my old buddy Brooksy, Mike Harrell beside him, and Jimmy Minard, and P. Mount, those all, oh, yeah, thank God for grace, okay. <laughs> mercy and forgiveness, right? Okay, and then uh, back to the other issues that you brought up during the thing, we're talking about shallow. The word that I'm looking at more included within shallow is fake. Okay, fake Christianity is going to destroy most of the church. And we have to help people identify, hey, this is an issue that you need to look at. We need to look at your your um, your salvation from a you have to repent kind of thing angle and and move it on from there. But you know that's what we have to do. We have to look at what's going on and move and move faster. Yeah, let's quit let's, let's quit majoring on the minds. I have to apologize, Joe. For some reason, I got about ten. Machines are kicked on over here in my multi-million dollar studio. I can't hardly hear. You know, so if I, if I don't respond appropriately, it's not because I'm, I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing everything. Go ahead, Dr. Paul. Yeah, can you turn it up? Can you turn it up so I can hear? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. If you're too comfortable, you're not doing enough. You're too comfortable. You're not doing enough, brother. Every day, every day, you got to get up and you got to make that day count. Make yeah. that day count, man. And I'll give you something that I found in Christianity. It can be toxic. It can be the sheep, you know, the wolf in sheep's clothes. And I'll tell wow. you something. I am blessed by every time I get up and I meet another wall because mm-hmm. I just crawl and crawl and crawl. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of good people in this thing. And I, I won't name names, but they, um, they're they dealing with a lot of these brick walls. And they yep. just get stronger. They just yep. get stronger. Yep. Dr. Monday yesterday, she's gone through hell. And you can see it, but she just has more hope. And I don't want anybody to lose hope in here. Nobody. So, Paul, so Paul let, me, let me say this. See, hey, folks, <laughs> London Bridge is falling down. 
it's falling down, falling down. I know most of you watched Died Suddenly. I know most. If you guys didn't watch Died Suddenly, uh, two things I thought about. Put it in the chat. I think, I, Spencer, I don't know. I think I put it in there, didn't I? If you haven't watched Died Suddenly, you need to watch it. And uh, the only reason that there's not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The only reason there's not a rebellion in America today is because enough people haven't seen this thing. It's, it's, it is absolutely staggering evidence of what the heck they've done to us. It's staggering. Now, they're not going to be able to keep this hidden for much longer, friends. That's why there's an upheaval coming in the good old U.S. of A. like we never seen. So Died Suddenly is free. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. You need to see it. You just need no. I mean, I, I get so frustrated. How do you talk to people who've been vaccinated? How, how do you talk to them? What do you say to them? We had a couple, I uh, won't say who, had a couple at our house last night. And I see, I'm even afraid to bring it up. Have you been vaccinated? Because what's the dilemma you do there? I want to tell them the truth. Have you been vaccinated? And if they say yes, I want to be able to say to them the truth. You better be ready for this and this and this and this. But we don't feel free to do that, right? We don't do it. I mean, God, we're, we're, we're twixt and tween here. Listen, Kevin, come in real quick. Then Myra, let Myra do her thing. And then the, uh, I'm take, I'm going, I don't know where I'm going today. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, well, Coach, I was just going to say it must be quite a thought at 70 years old to think that if you were back in early, early Old Testament times, you'd still be nothing but a kid. You'd, you'd, be, you'd have 10 more lifetimes ahead of you. Hey, I feel like it inside. I feel like a kid right. inside. And man. that's what my father always used to say. He's like, you know, Kev, hey, look, I'm 70, but I still feel 18 inside, you know. And, and now you can see why you could live eight, 900 years and life just keep right yep. on going. And yep. your body yep. just yep. lasted a whole lot longer. Okay, folks, listen, Kevin just brought out something. I told you, Myra, hang on. I want you to pull up for me right now. Uh, where I didn't number him this morning, man. I'm sorry. I was talking to my wife. Uh, Charles Jennings, the last one. Hey, folks, I'm going to put this in the chat. If you want to do something today, seeing how we were talking about Abraham's bosom yesterday and across the Gulf and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Pastor Charles uh, Jennings, I got this from uh, um, Paul Webb sent it to me. I watched this yesterday, Truth and History. This is unbelievable of uh, Dr. Charles Jennings walking us through Abraham's bosom and looking across the Gulf and I'm man, oh man. And it was right on. It was right on with what we talked about yesterday. So put that in the chat. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it's long and you can put it, speed it up a lot because Pastor Jennings talks really, really slow, but man, oh man, Uh, folks make, uh, this is a, this just kind of confirms what we were talking about yesterday. Where do you go when you die? And all the lies that have been told us about, I got to shut up. Myra, come on in, uh, go and pray us in here. Yes, coach. Uh, the Bible verse today is going to be from Isaiah 59, 5 through 8. All right, go. Okay. It is written, they hatch cockatrice. Well, you, know what a cock- you know what a cockatrice is? You guys know what a cockatrice is? A cockatrice yeah. is a, it's an insect. It's, 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 like a, it's like a spider. Okay, so they hatch these eggs. Go ahead. And weep 
the spider's web, that he that eateth of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed breaketh into a viper. Their web shall not become garments, neither shall Amen. they cover themselves with their works. Yes, Lord. This is hey, these are our elected officials. These are the CDCers. This is who Myra's talking about here today. Their works are works of iniquity. Yep. And the act of balance is in their hands. Boy, oh boy, Myra, you could shouldn't you couldn't have written anything better than this. Their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Wow, 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 wow. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. Wow. The way of peace they know not. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crook paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Myra, those are crooked paths. Not crooked. Okay. Crooked paths, Thank right? Thank you, Coach. Huh? Yes. Crooked paths. I don't know about you. I try to walk the straight line. You guys try to walk a straight line? You like to walk a crooked path. No, no. See, these evil, wicked folks that we're dealing about here, they walk crooked paths. Crooked paths. Go ahead, Myra. I'm sorry. No, hmm. it's quite all right. Thank you, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Look, I'm going to do something right now that is unusual. I've never done this before, ever done this before. I want you to, uh, anybody out there who's listening to me right now, who uh, has a W-2 employee, a W-2 employee, folks, in other words, you're a business owner, W-2 employees. And over the last couple of years, uh, you you know, we know what's been going on with businesses and all this stuff. Well, there's a system out there called, uh, it says Jason on it, uh, Spencer, click on that. This is called Employment Retention Credit. Folks, listen to me, listen to me. I'm not, not trying to sell you a pig in a poke here. There, there are literally hundreds of thousands of dollars available to people who own businesses where they get rebates back from the government and what is called employment retention credits. If you are a, if you are a business owner and you have a W-2 employee or more than W-2 employees, I want, you to do, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to send me an email and say, Coach, I'm, uh, give me some information on that. So that has to do with me. I'm going to connect you with somebody who can help you. I, look, I, I know personally, personally, I know uh, one person who's received back from the government, what do they call it? Employment retention credits, $175,000 given back to business owners who suffered some problems during COVID. This is free. We know there's no such thing as free money, right? We know there's no such thing as free money, but there is free money literally Thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you have a business with W two employees, put this put this in the chat, so you guys can study this a little bit farther. If you're interested, here's what happens: the guy that I spoke to yesterday, 
He went, he went through the lip. Scroll down there a minute. Uh, folks, these are testimonies. People have received uh, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. I know a guy who got $173,000 back to his business on. So if that's you, you have W-2 employees. I'm going to put this in there. This is not a Ponzi scheme. This is not rigged. People, this is this is the real deal. So put that in there. And if you're interested in, uh, look, I got nothing to do with it. All right. I will come, I will put you in contact with the guy who have a phone call with you and you'll know in, in a minute and a half if, if you're interested in it. All right. I, I felt an obligation. Look, I don't like taking any money from the government. I don't, I don't want to take any money. You say, coach, how do they make their money? I think they take 7% or what, whatever it is. So uh, this guy that I know, his business got $173,000. The guys who set it all up and did it for him, they took, yeah, they, they took 6 or 7% of the money that came in. So again, we'll get off of that. But if, if this is you, I was thinking about you, Paul. You got W-2 employees? Anybody else got anybody W-2 employees? There's all kinds of money out there that the government's giving away. Say, Coach, that doesn't sound like you. I know it doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like me. But some of you guys who have businesses that have struggled, they're giving this money to, they're giving money away, folks. Everywhere you look, they're giving money away. Be smart enough to at least uh, at least let me connect you connect you with this guy. Okay, cool. Move, let's move on from that. Put that in the chat if you can. Okay, read up on, on yourself. I don't care. I ain't getting nothing for it. I'm I'm just trying to tell you that that's a, uh, that's available. Hey, got a couple funny things here, real quick. If you don't mind me putting them up, bring up Malcolm X. Bring up it says Malcolm X. I wonder if Malcolm X would be able to. Uh, I'll get with you guys. Hang on. I wonder if Malcolm X. Listen to this because I talked last week about Semites and anti-Semites, right? Malcolm X. We all know who who he was, right? Go ahead and play this real quick. It's real quick. Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. You've uh, met many of the things that I've read about you, and you've made a mention a couple of times about the Jews and everything, and I'm wondering if you are personally anti-Semitic. No. Uh, how can I be anti-Semitic when the Arabs are semi? Half the Muslim world are, is Semitic. If I was anti-Semitic, I'd be anti-Arab and anti-everything uh, yeah. else. No, I think this, that in this country, there's one mistake that the Jews make, uh, they put themselves in a position where whenever anybody gives an objective analysis of the role that they play, uh, they defend themselves by accusing you of being anti-Semitic. And, and uh, a Negro is not anti-Semitic when he says that the, the man who's exploiting him in his community is white because it is a white man who owns all the stores. Now, is it a, an accident that these whites who own these stores are Jewish? If it's an accident, then uh, the fact that he says the Jew on the corner is exploiting me isn't an anti-Semitic statement. It's just more descriptive of the man who's exploiting him. Are you anti-Semitic? Okay, so there you go. Malcolm X, how many years ago was that? Explaining to us what anti-Semitic was. He said, how can I be anti-Semitic? He said, oh, so just another confirmation of the lies that they're telling us and we're biting on and swallowing. Let me show you another one. You'll like this one. Uh, Where is it? I found... Bring up Mr. Rogers, the bigot, huh? Oh, yeah, folks, I found this one. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Mr. Rogers, I don't know, is he still on PBS? I don't know if he's still on PBS or not, but if he is, we're going to get him thrown off because we have found this one great bigot. Are you ready? Here he is, Mr. Bigot's Neighborhood. Go ahead. Boys are boys from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy, everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. Only 
Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can grow up and be the daddies. Yes, sir. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. I think you're a special person. And I like your ins and outsides. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is Let's get him banned. Let's get that bigot banned. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Jim, come on in. James J. Come on in, brother. Coach, regarding the free money to companies, uh, I can confirm that from day one when they came in and they said, hey, everybody's going remotely due to COVID. We knew we were getting money, and they were going to use that to uh, supplement paying salaries. That was from, like, March of 2020. Right. So, so J hey, Jim, here's what I know. Uh, from what I understand, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, if you want some information, let me, just email, let me know. I, I know this, folks, that uh, it was called the, what, the per employment retention credit. And all the taxes that the business paid in for, like, unemployment and all that kind of stuff, they kick it, they kick it back. I, I know this is real. So if you're a business out there and you don't have to – you don't know uh, how to get it back. Give me, email me. I'll connect you, and these guys will walk you through it and say, "Do you want it or not?" Doesn't matter to them, but they're recovering millions and millions of dollars for people. So, um, I hope I don't sound like a shyster. I know, I know, I know somebody that when they got the when they told me they got the money, I couldn't believe it. I said, "They gave you what?" So yeah, I got a check for one hundred seventy three thousand dollars for what? Employment retention. Because whatever, whatever. So if you had a business over the last two years, it's a different set of guidelines in 2021, I think, and then a different, a greater set of guidelines in 2022, or I may have it backwards. Uh, I'm not trying to sell you anything. All right, Myra, come on in. In regard to platitudes that you were talking, Genesis 3.13, and the Lord God say unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I yep. did it. Hallelujah. The serpent, the serpent is in the beguiling businesses for sure. Mark Trump, my light's blinking. Mark, come on in. My bulb must be going Yeah, back. Coach, you wanted to talk. Have you spent much time thinking about what happens when everyone goes against the healthcare industry? When they wake up, what happens then? Ooh. So I've put some thought into this. So... Right now, there's an emergence of holistic health care. Oils, essential oils, and all of the things that we know are good. So what you're going to see is, is what would the FDA stand for if nobody believes in the government? See, the FDA is the one who decides what's good and bad medicine. Right. You know, so I think as they lose credibility, people are going to look outside the government-approved health care. So that Amen, means, that means there's going to be an emergence of fake holistic health care taking advantage of people. OK, so if you don't discern, you're going to be poisoned by all of these people who rise up to yeah. handle all of that extra health care. But bottom line is, where do you go if you don't trust a doctor? Where do you go? 
and y'all are going to see this happen. And there's business to be made, but there's also a bunch of people that's going to make it uh, falsely. So Amen. take care of that and just play that out. Look at all the areas it's going to be impacted whenever people distrust doctors and distrust the government, whenever all this vaccination Amen. stuff becomes true. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Mark. And it's one of the points I tried to make yesterday, friends. Look, there are two systems that are working. We're playing, we're playing, we know the seed of the serpent, seed of the woman, right? We understand that. But you better understand that the devil's team could not care less about truth. They don't care. Now, me and most of you in here, I feel terribly guilty when I do something that appears to be dishonest or a shyster. I can't even sleep at night. I've got to get on the phone and clarify. That wasn't what I mean. And do you understand that the Bible talks about those who have been, their consciences have been seared? We are dealing with people in government whose consciences are seared. Uh, Paul Goslin, if I pulled him in here, I pulled in Dr. Kerry Madeira, pulled in Sherry Tenpenny. I, I, they would just go on with story after story after story after story how these people who are in control of the medical system, their consciences are seared. Can I tell you another group? Bankers. Amen. Their consciences are seared. They are incapable. Amen. They could not care less about truth. And because those of us who carry the name of Christ have dropped the ball in this battle for truth, justice, and the American way, lies are prevailing. Lies are carrying the day. And what do we say? What's the reaction of the average Christian? Oh, well, they'll, they'll pay someday. They'll stand, the Lord will judge. No, well, that's good. He will. But in the meantime, there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of lives that are being destroyed by it as the church remains indifferent and and non-involved. And so for the salt of the earth, we must be, see, there ain't nothing more salty than truth. Truth. That's why that video, that's why the video on uh, died suddenly is so powerful. It's truth. And Michelle and I watched that and, when it was done, I thought, how the hell does this medical system continue to function? Because those in control have seared consciences. They don't mm-hmm. care. And see, we can't believe that because as Christians, we believe in honesty. We believe in the best of people. We cannot believe that the devil's kids can be so violently, deeply, completely wicked. We don't get it. And so we always assume the best. It's time we wake up and understand it's costing us mightily. Come on in, Jack. Hey, while he's doing that, get Herschel Walker ready for me there. It says Herschel. Go ahead, Jack. My light keeps blinking. Sorry hey, for saying that. Just a, just a little note on what Mark Trump just said. Uh, my first poke, my first hard poke at the government was about 28 years ago. My first website that I ever had was nofda.com. Was what? Nofda.com. Amen. No I got some serious... Yep. I got some yep. serious pushback. I, I wish they still had it. It'd be worth a lot of money. Amen. Amen. You would have a lot of money. You would have a lot of money. 
Hey, Myra, listen, I want you to get your, come on in, Mark Trump, while you get ready. Myra, I want you to get ready because I'm going to have you pray for Herschel Walker here in a minute. Okay, go ahead, Mark. So, Coach, the guy that brought 10 talents back, he was given one and he came back with 10. The guy who sat there and kept one and buried it and dug out and gave one back, isn't that a praying? The guy with one prayed the whole time. <laughs> Right? The guy yep. with 10, it doesn't say what he went and did to get 10. Maybe the guy with 10 went and prayed, coach. And oh, all of a yep. sudden, 10 talents came and he brought them back. Or did the guy with 10, when he was given one, go do something with it? Mm. What's the church teaching? Uh, sure ain't teaching that, dude. Huh? Hey Mark, this this is on arrogant. I don't really, I really don't care, because you know what? I know what goes on in my life. I know what goes on with this show. I know what it's like to sit up in my chair and do show prep, and I know what it's like to walk down and sit in the seat and have the Holy Spirit fall on me. I, I'm I'll never ever apologize to anybody. I'm going to tell you something. I'm a marked man. I don't know why. But the Lord has dropped this thing on me. I don't even know where this anointing has come from. I don't know what you think. The last couple days of this show was like, are you kidding me? Everybody in America ought to see these last two shows. And every one of them, Holy Spirit inspired to make all of us dig deeper into truth. You can't just read a verse a day. Oh, my goodness. You just can't do that, man. You just can't. We have to be inquisitive and want to dig deep. and want to find out what is it really true? What does the scripture say? Search the scripture. The Bereans search this. Pull that up, Spencer. You say, how am I going to find that? But just do Berean Christians. I want to be a Berean Christians. Oh, the son of his men of Issachar. The men of Issachar. Pull that up. I got it wrong. A Berean's the same thing. Pull up the sons of Issachar. Sons of Issachar, there it are, in the Bible. Sons of Issachar in the Bible. You know what they were, the sons of Issachar? Bible says, Spencer's doing the best he can. Right there, get it, man. The men of Issachar who stood, who, where is it? Yeah, I can't really see it. The men of Issachar who see, who, I'm looking for the scripture. Her, who searched the scriptures daily to see if what they'd been taught was the truth. Where is that? Uh, uh, they searched this script. I'm sorry, it just came to me. Maybe somebody else can find it for us. Tell it where Jack, it is. Jack 17. Seven, it's what? Acts 17. Acts 17. Pull that up. Acts 17. Acts 17. Thank you. 11. 11. 11. 11. These were more, and the verse 10, and the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. How many people do you know who search the scripture daily to see if the six-foot icicle in the pulpit is telling you the truth? Those are the Berean Christians, right? Those were the Berean Christians. 
Now, Myra, I want you to get ready because I'm going to have you pray for Herschel Walker here in a second. You know what? He's up against. I'm going to, I want you to play just about, put it at 1.5 speed, I think. This is, by the way, we'll put this in the chat. Y'all listen to this too, right? Uh, this is a redeemed brother in Christ. Lord, oh, Lord, I heard that. Wow. This is the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. Pastor Raphael, Pastor Reverend Raphael Warnock, who believes in abortion, gay marriage, Reverend Raphael Warnock against just old tailback Herschel Walker. And listen to what Herschel Walker says at the beginning of this. Myra, when, I want you to get yourself a good prayer going. I want people in here. I've never done this before. We're going to pray for victory for God's man, Herschel Walker. Go ahead and play this real quickly. Hello. You know, before any speech I ever make, I always acknowledge my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because Slow it's down. Slow again. down. Slow down. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's got a southern twang to it. So start it again at 1.5, and I want you to listen. This is the... Golly, this, this, this guy, he lays Jesus Christ right out the beginning. Go ahead. Hello. You know, before any speech I ever make, I always acknowledge my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because I said, if you don't acknowledge him, he's not going to acknowledge you. And I also want to acknowledge my wife, Julie, because she's in this fight with me. And I want to thank all the speakers today because, you know, they're in a fight as well. And I want to thank all of you for being here because let me tell you, God is good, is he not? God is good. And I want to do a little housekeeping. I got to do a little housekeeping before I get into my speech. And my housekeeping is about, you know, I couldn't believe it. You know, Sunday was just about yesterday. And on the pulpit, and some people church, they were talking about me. Can you believe it? Even uh, Reverend Warnock was talking about me. Yeah, no, no, no. We're giving his due. We're giving his due. And he said, uh, because I called him out for what was happening with Columbia Towers. And I don't know if y'all heard about that, but that this apartment building. That he's been taking advantage of poor people and he's been trying to evict them. And he said, because I called him out, I'm talking about Jesus. Yes, he did. He said, because I called him out, I'm talking about Martin Luther King. But we need to let him know that he's not Jesus and he's not Martin Luther King. uh, He has gotten himself a little bit confused. He's a little bit confused, but that's okay. Because most people that know him well say he's a great actor. And he's been acting as he's a minister. He's been acting as he's a senator and he may not know but it's time for him to go because i'm gonna tell you right now i told everyone before i decided to run i'm not this politician i don't look like one i don't sound like one i don't act like one because i'm that warrior for god that he's been looking for that's going to go to washington and take jesus christ with him to washington because i told everyone jesus can block and i can run and i'm gonna tell you why i know that he has called me for a time like this because I thought he called me to play football, but no, 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 no. That wasn't what it was. Because I was just a little black kid. Y'all didn't know I was black, did you? I found this out the other day. I was just a little black kid from middle Georgia in this little town called Wrightsville, Georgia. And yeah, yeah. I tell everyone, if you got one year to live, move to Wrightsville. That year's forever. Same old, same old. My mom told me I was big bone, which meant I was fat. And I used to have a speech impediment, so for four years of my life, I never went out for a recess. For four years of my life, I never spoke in a classroom. But because of the grace of God, he had a mission for me. He had a mission for me. He was getting me ready. And I didn't know what that's. Just such a time as this. And he got me this scholarship to go to the University of Georgia. Yes. 
Y'all mean become a dog. I became a dog. I became a dog. And then, no, 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 no. And this little fat stuttering kid got a chance to win a Heisman Trophy. Think about it. Got a chance to win a Heisman Trophy. But God had another plan. He was still working on me. And he said, uh, what I'm going to do with him, I'm going to put him on a 1992 Olympic bobsled team. Think about it. There's absolutely no snow here in Georgia. He put me on a 1992 Olympic bobsled team. And then he said, no, 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 that's not enough. I got He put me 15 years of pro football. Can you believe that? 15 years of pro football. But he said, no, no, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. He had to break me. And then when you had to break it, that means he had to wash you in his blood. He had to wash you in his blood. What he did then, they told me I had a mental problem. Think about it. And I'm talking, Herschel Walker got a mental problem? I'm talking about myself in third person, but I know that. And I said, I decided when you got a problem, you got to get that problem taken care of. So I go out to this hospital out in California. And as I'm sitting in this hospital, I go, whoa, these people here are crazy. These people here are crazy. I'm not like them. I'm not like nobody in this hospital. But as I learned from my mom, we all fall short of the glory of God. And that's when I became born again. And that's when I got out Come of the again. and my life blossomed again. That's when I built this company. And people don't talk about this company. I built the chicken company. Don't know nothing about chicken, but I built the largest minority-owned food service company in the United States of America because of the grace of God. No, 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 no. And then this one was so funny. Y'all didn't know this about me. I always, and I'm going to talk about our military in a minute. I always wanted to be in the military. I thought I was cut out to be a Marine. Think about it. I thought I was okay, cut out to be a Marine. You can so cut it off. His testimony for Jesus, folks, is as genuine you know when you're talking to a saved man, don't you? Have you, huh? you know when you're talking to a saved man? You ever heard that Raphael Warnock speak, Reverend Raphael Warnock speak? And Herschel goes on to talk, talk about this, that God has raised him up for this specific time. So Myra, I want you to pray right now. I want us all, if we would, uh, continue to pray that God's will would be done and that Herschel Walker would be the senator Man, a bold Christian, black, bold Christian man. Man. Go ahead and pray, Myra. Yes, Coach. Heavenly Father, we both in Herschel Walker to become the next senator, governor, the man who is in charge of people. Put the righteous in place. And I am in agreement with what he said um, in regard to his friends about him. Because we read in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Also, Lord, He mentioned that we're born for such a time as this, and we're in agreement with that because we read in Esther four fourteen, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Such a time as this. Yes, Lord. For such a time as this, Lord. Herschel Walker, for such a time as this. Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus', Jesus name. Pray. Let's continue to let's continue to pray for Herschel Walker, right? Cool. Um, man, I had oh, listen, listen. You want to learn how to separate the sheep from the goats? You want you want to know why so many think about this now. First of all, I don't think uh, Herschel Walker lost in the original election. Uh, ask yourself this. Why would so many black people not vote for Herschel Walker? Why would so many church people... See, I don't know if you know, they, uh, they accused Herschel Walker of having an abortion, and he did. They accused him of having mental illness, and he did. He admits to all that stuff. And then he tells people that he was born again, and they don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. 
And why don't they get it? Because they ain't born again. <laughs> they don't get it. They don't understand the passing of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. They have they've gone to church their whole life. They've listened to guys like Pastor Warnock, but they do not understand the new birth. They do not understand the transformation that takes place in the heart of a man when Jesus Christ enters into their life. They don't get it. So that tells us uh, it tells us an awful lot about what's going on. And as I said before, the problem that we have in Christianity is most black Christians are black rather than Christian. They put black in front of Christian. So right now in their face, the Lord sticks a real black Christian and they don't know what to do with it. Boom. Now, let me let me help you here. You want to find out if somebody's phony or not? Just go up to him and ask him this very simple question in the middle of a conversation. Say, how long have you been a Christian? And I'm going to tell you this. If they are born again of the Spirit of God, they will spit out their salvation story so fast you won't be able to shut them down. How, how long have you been a Christian? Oh, I was, I was raised one. I was, I was raised in... I was born a Methodist. <laughs> now you know what you're dealing with, right? It's the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony that I once was lost and now I'm found. A real saved man cannot not talk about that. Amen. If he's, if he's asked. And I'm telling you this. You're hanging out with a lot of people in church that ain't saved. Give me a thumbs up. Somebody give me a thumbs up. They're not born again. Boom. That's what we're dealing with, right? Golly, I only got seven minutes left. All right. Pull this up here for me real quick, Spence. Oh, wait a minute. Randy, come on in. Joe Allen. And get number uh, number nine ready for me. Get number nine ready. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, Coach, you know, we don't – sometimes we don't think God sees all this, Coach. We think – but, you know, David said – and he said, I saw the prosperity of the wicked and all the during his day. He said, but I looked and I see God is still in his temple. He is still on the throne. So, coach, we got to understand God sees this culture. He sees this evil. But look at this, coach. He raises up a, a people for his times, but he also raises up these times for his people. So think about Herschel. Think about us. Think about every one of us. Think about who we are. We are raised up to be in this time for the kingdom of God, Coach. Amen. That's that's right. And so that's why I would say uh, that was my point about Herschel Walker for such a time as this, right? Listen, folks. Bible says you'll be brought for, before governors and kings as a testimony against them. Herschel Walker isn't going to go change America. He's going to go be a testimony against them. We need people who will do that. That's why they hate him so much. Joe Allen, come. Everybody uh, can concur that we're going through a transformation, a large one, if you cannot see it. So the old saying says, if you're a doer, you better get out and do or be left behind. Because we're going to act. We're going to go out and do. And we are going to follow this transformation. So you can either be a, a sitting on the toilet person or you're going to get out there and do. Amen. That, that, that's where we are. That's where we are. So look, I got this. Put this at 1.5 speed. Somebody sent this to me. There's two of them. I'm going to play one of them. This is called The Silent War by Five Times Hawk. I don't even know who they are. 
Don't even know who they are. 1.5 speed. Go ahead and play it. Somebody's selling a new religion. Somebody's selling a lie. Somebody wants all this strife and division. It's driving us out of our minds. They're telling the world not to trust their own eyes. They're telling the people they're wrong. They're keeping the truth for their power and gain. They're taking whatever we've got. Some of you eat all the lies you've been fed Some of you just go along Training acceptance inside of your head To give them whatever they want You're leaving your brothers and sisters behind You're told it's the best thing to do You're shutting out friends Cause you're told that's what's right Now they win because all of us lose and it's so sad Watching these times as they change And it's so bad The battle's been violent and strange As they lock us indoors In a prison of this silent war Someone is trying to sell you the cure The same one who made the disease And they'll try to convince you And make you feel sure But hey, there ain't no guarantees They covered your mouth and they tied back your hands They did it to all of the kids And nobody knows all the damage it's done They won't ask until the master permits and it's so sad Watching these times as they change And it's so bad The battle's been violent and strange We all shout behind doors In a prison of this silent war So take back your freedom And fight for your life Stand up before it's all gone your freedom and fight for your life. Stand up before it's all gone. Cause it's so sad watching these times as they change. And it's so bad. The battle's been violent and strange. We can't let them take more We can't let them win this silent war So take back what is yours Do not let them win this silent war Be like the men of Issachar who understood the times in which they lived and knew what it was that Israel needed to do, not pray about what Israel needed to do. That's when this silent war. Bless you. See you tomorrow.